Yes, yes. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kevin Koval. I'm your host in the corner store. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, unfortunate about the White Sox, but, uh, you know, they'll get them next time. Um, the corner store, welcome. We are in a live version of a podcast we do every week on WGN Radio. We call the live version the Mini Mart because we switch it up the format a little bit. Normally, the corner store is a long form interview uh, podcast where we talk with creatives and artists all over the city of Chicago and beyond. And in the Mini Mart, we kind of chop it up a little differently and we get more folks in the mix tonight we have a really incredible lineup um you know we we are in a really important and vibrant moment in chicago culture and part of what the corner store does is try to put on for the folks making art and culture and space here for others to prosper and flourish and so tonight we have uh, a really dope visual artist langston alston we have an incredible organizer and artist in our own right sierra mckissick who's in the building we have a young crew of organizers and political activists called good kids mad city in the house we have a dope rapper named matt muse who's in the building fresh off of his sold out show at shuba's and the release of an ep he has called love and nappiness we also have two uh really really fresh mc young mcs who are in the building to join us for our corner store cypher at the end of the pod uh, at the end of the program we have asar and sil messi in the house all tonight uh for the next two hours you you will we'll, we'll be together and um you know the thing that I'm, I'm really excited about right now is that summer's coming down it's winding down a little bit so we're about to put on uh you know more layers here lighter jackets and and, and some hoodie is about to be hoodie season and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hoodie season and part of what i like about hoodie season in the city of chicago is that we gather in different ways i feel like the summer you know I feel like I want to, you know, ride the L forever and look at graffiti or I want to ride my bike at the lake and, you know, just be kind of in my own mind a little bit. And I think we come to gather in different ways in the fall and, and I'm not counting summer out yet. You know, we still got plenty of, uh, you know, beautiful days left and I don't, don't want to jinx it, but I am, I am excited to, to delve into hoodie season and, and really get back to, uh, communing get back to to being you know with with the homies and and being in spaces that the homies gather in and so tonight uh i want to kind of start the program with a bit of a, a of a shout out to one of the chicago spots that i love um a classic classic important institution in the cultural fabric of the city uh the dive bar and i i want to i want to read this ode to the dive bar uh it's from a book i have coming out uh just in a few weeks called everything must go the life and death of, of an american neighborhood and this is uh this is a piece from that that book it's called ode to the dive bar the long drunk room a darkened sanctuary, windows blocked opaque to make day insignificant, light impaired, in here's timeless, a deprivation tank to meditate when the sky falls and you need to revel and swill in the certain stents of someone else's body, in here's all better, 99 problems and a bottle of beer on the wall. The condensation from whiskey on the rocks is holy water when applied right. A pit stop vacation from the day for those who could never afford one. A Hades between work and the work of home. A bridge to the well and wet ring a glass makes. There's a myriad of reasons you might be mourning here. There's a popcorn machine, a bag of ruffles, a jukebox willing to suck your dirty bills for a little bit of funk. The spot peeks at you out a side street. 
It's old-style neon in the window winks, nods to your anonymity. Even a regular can disappear here on the round and spin of a stool, beneath a thousand thighs rubbed on the low, skirts junk-touched in jeans, hips mashed together against the evergreen of a pool table. Who hid night in a bottle? Here, people know your name and forget it, and shouted in anger and elation. So much is spilled, and I've spilled so much and spilled onto a seat that saved me on the occasion I needed to spill into someone. Respite or retreat, here's fellowship, a seat reserved any day of the week. This Thanksgiving family of strangers, ancient hall brimming with inebriated comrades. A cheers to you, our glasses raised and empty. And that's Ode to the Dive Bar, which is a joint in a, in a new book I have coming out with the homie Langston Alston uh, called Everything Must Go. And, and really, it's, it's, I, I, love, I love thinking about the spaces that we gather. Uh, we've been filming a video for, for that joint, and we've been going into some of the great and some of the last dive bars in Wicker Park. Uh, the other day, me and Alex, the videographer, we, we're at uh, the J&M tap or the jnm tavern uh just uh, on 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 levitt and uh just south of, of augusta a place that's been there for a really long time and we went to gold star and we went all around the city going to you know some of some of the old spaces that uh resonate but have changed and the thing that i'm thinking i think about a lot in this fall when we go into into hoodie season is you know what what kind of city do we want to live in what kind of space and spaces do we want to maintain? Um, so tonight at the corner store, we're going to explore a lot of things. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the corner store. My name is Kevin Coble. I'm your host. And uh, welcome back. I'm excited because we have an incredible crew in the corner store, a.k.a. the Mini Mart tonight, a live edition of a podcast we do every week on WGN Radio. Uh, tonight and our first guest I want to welcome the homie who I mentioned up top is a visual artist, a painter someone who cares deeply about how we intermingle and interact in public space and cities and beyond uh, not from Chicago uh, Chicago adjacent, Champaign-Urbana currently living in New Orleans Langston Alston, welcome back to the Corner Store Yeah, thank you for having me I, I think I came on one of the first ones i know yeah Damn. you are one of our very i don't i don't even i'm not a thousand percent if we've had return guests wow i i think i've been on here twice before so yeah yeah i think you're right because i think we did something live as well yeah incredible um langston as you know you know i have snacks out the gate and so i'm just wondering if you want uh sweet or savory uh what are my sweet options um, um they're they're a myriad do you, uh i got a honey bun you you no, feel, no, no, no. okay or or chessman minis pepperidge farm oh, chessman minis that is uh, or grandma's savory. peanut butter cook oh, damn okay do you Sorry. want um you want uh white cheddar organic doritos no i might leave it alone i might leave it alone all right how about you want these are these are pretty good these munchy no, okay all right no no snacks I, for you yeah. i'm trying i'm trying to hey, push no, snacks you really you. tried you really i know tried. I have, I I, all right you know i'm not even gonna ask the guests i'm just gonna throw something at them but uh anyway man welcome and uh welcome to chicago of course you're here because you're in the midst of uh, an incredible workload you're pulling off all these projects and all these pieces tell, tell people uh you know tell us kind of why you're you're in the city of chicago right now and, and what you're doing here well uh i'm getting ready for a gallery show at gallery f on september the 6th uh to kind of like kick off the big book release for our book together 
Uh, there's another party on the 16th, but my main part is on September 6th at Gallery F, dropping a lot of paintings, releasing some initial copies of the book, prints, cool shit, cool stuff. A lot yeah. of cool things. A lot of cool things. A lot Thank of you. cool things unfolding. And uh, somehow I always do this where I decide I'm going to make an entire art show in Chicago in the summertime, and then the summertime turns into one week. And uh, so, you know, that's what's going on now. Because you've been pretty furious in the studio. Of course, you're, you're in Scent Rock studio space. Shout out to homie. Yeah, shout out to Scent Rock every day. And you've, you've been, I mean, you have paintings on how many paintings are going to be in this in this show uh i'm aiming for 18 right now i think that it's like going to comfortably be 18 paintings um and like probably 12 of those i made in the last two weeks but they're they're good though it's just you know that's just is kind of how it happens like i like think about a painting and like you know like maybe doodle and then like go hang out for five months and then two weeks i have to make everything right right and and not only are you doing this this show but uh you're doing a you know you you're doing a number of other projects too i mean you're doing a giant mural in in logan square yeah really looking forward to the logan square mural we've been uh working on this design semi-collaboratively but mostly just me uh yeah <laughs> for, absolutely. yeah for a little while now and it's gonna be my my first really big mural in chicago so i'm like I'm just looking forward to people having a little, like, slight chance to kind of check out what I can do on, like, a large scale. I make big paintings, but I don't ever get to do building size work up here. So hopefully that changes now. And people could actually come see you in the process of making that mural, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, – I'm starting Sunday, and hopefully we'll be wrapping up everything when the show opens. So September 6th. It might stretch out a day or two after that, but, you know, anytime you want to come by, it's like Milwaukee and Fullerton – yeah, yeah, just just south of the train. It's the um, shout out to Flash and the the Logan Square uh, project and the, the that Logan Square wall. Uh, as people are listening, where where can people follow you online and see the kind of work that you are making and have made in the past? So you can always check out my uh, my Instagram page. It's Langston Alston, L A N G S T O N A L L S T O N, and then also my website, same thing, LangstonAlston.com. Uh, but- yeah, those are my social media, internet worlds. Yeah, and I feel like this is it's going to be a big uh, beginning of uh, end of summer, beginning of fall for you because you're you've been so prolific and producing this incredible work. But I, I, you know, when I first saw your work uh, in Humble Park a few years ago, I was struck by the characters that you drew, the integrity of really wanting to tell people stories. Uh, where where does all of this influence and desire to to use your art to tell stories come from? I think, um, I mean, it really just comes from a lot of respect from where I come from, right? Like, I, I wanted to always be making work that, like, my family and my loved ones could look at and understand, like, why it existed and, like, why it was important. And I think um, a lot of times when I was looking at the art that was really heavily valued, I wasn't necessarily seeing that reflected. And so I just made, like, a conscious choice to make work that was really clear in its intentions and... uh was like really just like legible to somebody who wanted to like engage with it right so some, like any viewer should be able to understand what my art is about and whether they like it or not they should be able to walk away with some understanding of what i was trying to get across either if it's a story or an idea 
will you break that down a little? Because I, 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 there is a kind of intimidation sometimes in going to a museum or an art gallery. Why? Why is that? Do you find? I mean, I think it's kind of simple, is because we create codes of like looking at things like codes of design so that you always understand when you're in a space that's not welcoming to you right like like if you walk into like a really clean marble lobby you understand what you're supposed to be doing in that lobby you know like some people are perfectly comfortable like i'm gonna go straight to the elevators i'm going straight up or some people are gonna go like straight to the receptionist and like sheepishly announce why you're there you know it's like there's like or some people are going to get kicked out right away, right? Like, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing in that place because it's designed in such a way as that you understand what it's for and who belongs there and who doesn't. And I think very often museums are designed for people who are used to being comfortable in those environments, and they're uncomfortable. So, you know, anything you put in there that fits in there is going to by, almost by definition be uncomfortable. And challenging that, I think, is important. And you, you challenge that in terms of the subject of who you put into your paintings. Yeah, yeah, I definitely try to. And obviously, you know, I'm not the only person doing that. Some of my favorite artists in the world, like, really uh, do that really successfully. Carrie James Marshall, obviously, yeah. is a Chicagoan, yeah. probably the best at doing that and doing it in, in major institutions, you know, the best in the world. With that same intentionality. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, seeing his work, uh, I think, is, like, kind of the goalpost, right? It's like, I'm miles away from that but i would like love to work with at least that same integrity and you know hopefully that same breadth his career is really long and he's made all types of like different work over that span of time so like seeing that a career can be long seeing that you can challenge like perceptions of what belongs to institutions and still kind of make headway uh is really inspiring and i'm like lucky to be able to come up under like ogs like that i think a lot of the work for me has like in terms of trailblazing is already starting or has already been done. And so now I just have to make sure that I'm like doing my, my art with integrity. And how did you first come across his work? Uh, actually I think my pop showed it to me. My dad is like really well versed in like art and literature and stuff like that. And so when I was growing up, those were all like kind of like, like accessible to me because he has books everywhere. And he also is like really intentional about like, sharing like whenever i would express any type of interest in like art or anything he would like lay down like stacks and stacks and stacks of books and be like you know you gotta like just like take a look at some of these people and like so i grew up with like romar bearden and carrie james marshall and like you know like artistic greats i'm named after langston hughes so it's like you know oh. he had to educate me otherwise no doubt and what, what what did he what does he do your pops uh he's a cook he's a cook at black dog and champagne which is the best barbecue restaurant, I think, in the, you know, Illinois area. Hey, lots of plugs on the show yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. go ahead and check out that. They, they got a really good smoker, you know, so. Word. Yeah, if you're ever downstate. Good. And your, your mom, what does she do? Uh, she's an occupational therapist in Urbana schools. So she helps kids with special needs kind of get through early education in Urbana. Um, we're going to come back from break and I want to talk a little more about influences uh, and, and, you know, what, what encourages you and, you know, demands you kind of pay homage to, to the places you come from. Um, but before we go to break, one more time, give people your, your socials and where they could find your work. So as, they're, as we're talking, they could also be scrolling through IG or whatever. Yeah. So on your phone, it's just Langston Alston, uh, Alston with two L's. And uh, that's my website, too. It's also my email address if you want to buy something, hey. you know, like hit me up. Uh, yeah, but feel free to scroll along. 
And of course, the show at Galleria F is September 6th, and you'll be painting the Logan uh, the Logan Square wall. It's the Logan Square project, I think is what Flash calls it. Sure. Uh, that wall. And people should go out and see, because I mean, to see, you you also work very quickly, and so it's going to be you know pretty spectacular to see you live and direct in that capacity. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Um, I really encourage people to come out and like bring me water. Word, yeah. yeah. What el- what else would, would would you want at the at the wall? Clearly, not any of the snacks that I've uh, tried to, <laughs> to bestow upon you tonight. But water, uh, maybe like like Reese's cups. I think are my favorite candy Word. right now. Okay, uh, plain Lay's chips. I didn't sandwiches. do my research, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dang, I really didn't do my research. Tacos, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have? Is there? Oh, so I mean, obviously, been in and out of Chicago a lot. Is there? Is there a go to taco spot that you? Oh, actually, yeah. Uh, that one that's on, what is it? It's like Chicago and Grand, where that it like kind of turns into a triangle right there. Yeah. They have the most fire pastor, and like the way that that dude does, like the way that he like prepares the food is just so vicious and like intense that like you know you're getting something good. Like, you know, he like comes up and takes your order, like he's like really mad at you, but then like, like I don't know, he just like chefs it up and like hands it to you, and you're like, man, you like really care. So I I don't know what it's called. Chicago and Grand, the triangle, <laughs> and go see the angry dude. Angry dude kicking. Yeah, up, he's uh, got two up. long braid, braids, and he's he, like big dogs. I don't know, he's a great guy. That's what's up. Um, we're gonna go to break, and uh, we'll be we'll be right back in the corner store. My name is Kevin Colby, your host, and we'll be back with Langston Alston in just a bit after this break. Yes, yes, we are back. Uh, we're talking with Langston Alston about all the things he has going on in the city. Uh, Langston, you were telling me what you had for dinner, which I appreciate. You did, you did kind of concede uh, to the goldfish. Right? Yeah, I'll take the goldfish. Take, and these are yeah. baked, man. These are oh, baked snack crackers. That's the yes, yeah, the healthy version. You really, you got healthy snacks now. Nah, we, we're, look, I, we are actively seeking a snack sponsor so if there are uh you know health snack providers who are listening please holler at us um just add us uh on, on socials corner store underscore pod um but links when we were talking about influences man and i uh, i was doing some research um just going back into the archive of stuff that exists online i i, I mentioned to you earlier today that I saw an old video of you talking, uh, and you were you were talking about your the influence of graffiti in your in your life and in your practice. How did you come across graffiti for the first time, and where does that interweave into what you make? So this one's a little bit like it's damn near embarrassing, just because there's not a good graffiti scene in Champaign where I grew up, and so it's like although a lot of freights, I guess, right? I there mean, are you, freights that yeah, come through, yeah. and like I do know now that I am an adult. Some people that paint freights like that were in Champaign, but like I didn't have like uh, and I I painted freights, but not really. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really like I wasn't like out there painting freight trains. Like I put some paint on a freight train, and then. Uh, was that is, that must be i mean how you were younger obviously yeah, i mean it's probably is, like it was before i could drive that i was like trying to even do that because i was just seeing like the terrible tags that were in champagne no offense to like the tag yeah, the, 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 the vibrant tag, yeah. area Graft you know what I'm saying? Like, champagne things have really improved there since then but like at the time when i was like 15 16 the scene was suspect okay uh and so but that must be harrowing to 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 then take paint i mean as as a kid especially i mean exciting but also you know you're also i mean not only breaking the law but you're doing so you know you're it's you versus the natural environment of of the freight but also all that like rushing metal of the train even if it stopped you don't know when it's going to start up again or whatever 
Yeah, I mean, I I kind of low-key have a phobia about that. Um, and it comes from, and this is a big part of why, there's a couple of reasons why I never really became a graffiti writer. Uh, and it wasn't for, like, lack of love of graffiti, which I love it, and I love painting. But when I was, it was when I was a bit older, but, like, I think maybe my last year of high school or my first year of college, a girl I knew who was way more into graffiti and champagne than I was, like, was like she was real small, so she had climbed up on a freight train, and, and uh, this is a slight gory trigger warning. Can we? Okay, yeah, you can. I'm gonna do it. As soft okay, as yeah, possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she like fell off and uh, really like badly injured her leg. Like it had to be uh, amputated. Wow, dang, yeah. And so you know, no, I mean, graffiti writers risk a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, it's one of the things that I it, it's 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 unbelievable the lengths people will go to to have their art in the world and and some of it comes from spaces because there isn't a lot of outlet for it right absolutely and like that's why i have like endless respect for people who like really devote their lives to painting especially people who paint freight just because that's what i was able to see graffiti on when i was a kid but like because i had that like experience and some other ones and champagne so small that people recognized my art pretty early on like i just never really like became a graf- like i can't call myself a graffiti artist you know what i'm saying like i i don't i'm not going to be outside tonight painting right you know? right yeah um of course painting took you away from champagne what 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 brought you outside uh it, once you moved away from there what was the what was the impetus to leave uh so i grew up in champagne and i got bored yeah. and uh i didn't finish school and I just got in my car and I drove to the West Coast because I thought it would be cool. And so I was like on the West Coast for a while, just like trying to be cool. And um, it didn't really work out. I ended up sleeping on a friend's couch in Seattle. Shout out Isaac Lake for letting me sleep on your couch for like six months. Oh, wow. Good looking out. And then yeah. uh, somebody commissioned me to do a mural in New Orleans and paid me in room and board. And so I was in New Orleans and it was like better than sleeping on my homie's couch so I just moved there and like kind of my whole life has been a trajectory of like great events like that like just incredible luck um well you're but, a good guy too I think and, and very talented but I think you also you know you 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 kind of seem to make friends wherever you go which I imagine is part of uh an important part of of your artistry in some ways yeah absolutely i mean like so to get back to the art like the art especially right now is really portraiture and it's portraiture because i meet people and like i empathize with them and care about them and think they're important and uh so i i want to put that in the art and that's also kind of like the shape of my life you know what i'm saying like if you meet somebody and like give them time and listen to them then even if they don't have like material things to contribute to you, they're going to like contribute something to your life. And so I just try and like keep that in mind when I'm moving in the world. Well, this body of work that will be uh, on view at gallery F on September 6th, you know, I've heard you talk a little about it and you know, it's, it's jumping off. It's a jumping off place from the book that we have. Everything must go. And in some ways it's, I've heard you say it's, it's really about seeing the process of gentrification, um, take over new orleans you you've you know been in that city now for a handful of years um what's happening there that reminds you of of what is happening what are what are some of the similarities between those processes here and there so depending on like who you ask i really moved to new orleans like too late you know what i'm saying like for like 
like the transplant gatekeeper community is not going to be like, oh man, he really knows about this. And uh, so I can't speak on it with infinite authority, you know what I'm saying? But I have lived in New Orleans for a few years and I've seen the neighborhood I live in, which is the Seventh Ward, change pretty dramatically in that time from like being pretty significantly blighted still from the storm. Uh, but like majority black neighborhood to like gutter punks fixing up houses. Uh, shout out to Shit Rob who fixed up a house and you know taught me some things about how not to do that. And uh, then those people kind of getting moved out and replaced by Airbnbs, which is really aggressive in New Orleans. Like Airbnbs on like every block in blocks that were like not even three or four years ago. Like the hood, like you would not want to put a tourist there at all. And so, like, that's been happening really fast in, like, pretty much every neighborhood in the city where you've got, like, properties that were either abandoned or, like, in some state of disrepair getting, like, flipped over and turned into Airbnbs really fast and really changing the character of the blocks that they're on because New Orleans is a really tight-knit city and, like, the houses, like... You know, people remember what families lived in what houses, you know. And so, like, to have that be replaced by a a house that no family lives in, like, not even no, like, group of roommates or something that you can get to know, but, like, it's just, like, rotates. It's like a hotel. Like, it's weird, and it has an impact. Langston Alston, uh, thank you for being in the corner store. One more time, the socials. Uh, The socials are just my name, Langston Alston, uh, L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N, A-L-L-S-T-O-N. And y'all go see him at Gallery F on September 6th. Good evening, y'all. My name is Kevin Koval. You are in the corner store, or our live version that we fondly like to refer to as the Mini Mart. It's an opportunity to talk with creatives from around the city and beyond, uh, artists of all sorts. We're genre agnostic. We just like stuff that's fresh. And in the corner store now we have uh, a really dope curator and person and artist uh, the founder of AMFM Sierra McKissick is in the corner store welcome thank you thanks thank so you much for, for being me. here no I'm thank you stoked. yeah really I'm, I'm excited to talk with you of course out the gate um, we secured you some Pepperidge Farm Chessman mini sweet and simple cookies yes I love butter cookies and cookies and sweets in general so thank you for this good enjoy them you can you know, you know crack like them crinkle, open now no 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 we, the, we, I, the plastic I, I, look I think I, we like yeah no no that's See, that's good radio, I feel like. Um, but Sierra's welcome, and thanks for being with us uh, You know, so late on a Tuesday. I want to talk about uh, you know, what, what is AMFM, um, but, but before we answer that question, you guys have so much stuff in, in the mix right now and coming yeah. up. Let, let's just let people know. We'll no. say it at the end, but what, what do you have? You're in the midst of incredible campaigns. Yeah, most definitely. I've been in the throes of a lot of work, been really busy and hustling. We have a month-long pop-up at the Chicago Art Department to kind of commemorate the closing of our gallery space. It's been about a year since we closed, so I wanted to bring the space back for the people because I felt like it was a huge loss to the community. A lot of people... Did a lot of stuff there. Loved it. It was an artist hub in the city. So unbelievable. Yeah, it was a very important. Two space. years of yeah. like gold. So yes, I definitely wanted to bring it back for the people because people are when are you going to get another space and all that stuff. So I took everything out of storage. We put the pink tape wall back up, and we've been doing events every week 
in August, so Thursdays and Fridays, we've had events with our collaborators and partners, you know, some of our classic events like our Juice Open Mic and Soul Sunday events and working with our resident artists to come in and do programming. But this week is actually our last week. We have two events closing out. So people could come see yes. what, what you've been up come to. Come see. And it's yes. also been really dope to have people who didn't know about AMF and Mother Space come in and kind of discover new things about it. And where is the space now? The, the space? Art Department is where? Yes, it's on Halstead. So 19th and Halstead, kind of in the artist district of Pilsen. And I used to be a resident artist at the Chicago Art Department for two years before I opened AMFM. And I actually left that space to open AMFM. So it's kind of come full circle to come back to my home base and do where I started, like the curation and the events and working with different artists and stuff in the city. So what are these two events that you have? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. We have uh, Cami Thomas. She's a really dope photographer, videographer. She works for FTC Official. Um, does really dope stuff from St. Louis and she did this project actually in Pilsen photographing soccer players and their practice and interviewing them so wow. it's kind of a photojournalism project it's their first time presenting photography and that's going to be on Thursday from 7 to 10 Cammy's great I'm yeah no fan. she's super dope she yeah. was working for Red Bull and yeah. they've always supported our initiatives and our events and everything so I'm really glad to kind of return the favor and give her that kind of space to open up and shine in that way so I'm excited about that and then we're closing out with uh, Jasmine Barber Jay Bambi is doing a brown skin lady show but this one is actually called Hot Boys and Company okay. and it's a, it's a show for the guys so I'm really excited about that that's our closing night and Friday's going to be lit so I'm excited for it nice and then you also uh, as all of this is happening you also curated a show at YCA yes uh, talk a little about what is on view there for yeah. the next few weeks no most definitely we curated a show at YCA called Child's Play and I really wanted to think about this idea of the heroines and heroes that are in our everyday life and think about that childlike essence and dreaming and like trying to attain these goals and like aspirations so I chose artists that kind of really embodied that within their work so we have Delicia Renee McKinney she's one of my favorite artists one of the first pieces I've ever sold I worked a ton with her we've got Ivan Vasquez Maya the creator and we also have uh Bianca Pastel, who is like a heavy hitter in Chicago, no longer here, but like came back to do the show specifically. And it's just been a lot of love. A lot of people came through. We sold some pieces and it's a really beautiful show. And I'm glad to have been able to do it with YCA, especially with the youth work that you guys do. I feel like child's play and really trying to aspire for higher goals and like tap into those dreams is something that YCA definitely does so it was a great synergy for both of us to well, come it's together it's a beautiful show and you, you assembled quite the squad I love all those artists yeah. very much um, that show is on view for the next few weeks yep. at YCA 1180 North Milwaukee and then in addition sept- <laughs> September 7 do you, do yeah, you, there's I've, something in the park I've got like this little thing that I'm doing it's actually like the second year we're doing our festival right. uh, it's called Feast it's in partnership with the Chicago Park District for our Night Out in the Parks program and Feast is a festival to not only give emerging artists a platform to perform in the city that they live and thrive and perform in because there's a lot of music festivals in the city of Chicago you've got Pitchfork you've got Lollapalooza on the larger scale and you've even got the street festivals but they often tend to focus on outside talent and there's not really a festival that focuses solely on local talent and emerging artists so I wanted to create that conversation around that but also I do a lot of work on the west side with SAIC at home 
Holman Square, and really trying to create this conversation about food deserts on the south and west side of the city. So the festival slogan is everybody eats, everybody gets a, a slot at the stage, and we really try to raise awareness about food and have food be accessible. Community gardens come out and show where people can get resources for f- fresh and healthy food, and just put on for the artists in the city and like come together for a great cause and celebrate and that's on september 7th so i'm like doing all these things promoting 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 and it's been a lot of fun especially to be back in the limelight because i kind of took a step back after our space closed and we've just been back and ready to work we've got like 12 performers two stages there's going to be a fashion show wow. there's also and how much is this festival the festival is free that's amazing it's free. What? <laughs> yes. that's incredible. and our goal like what we did we're able to do last year was give away all of the food for free on site so we worked with this restaurant last year we had burgers and like chips and um, produce and everything and we gave it all away for free and like we really just want to you know bring the food to the people directly and create conversations about that and feast is actually a series so this is the second um, kind of iteration of it we did a community garden farmers market back in June where we had gardens from the south and west side come in and set up shop and people from Austin neighborhood came and were able to shop and try demos of like kale salads and like get education about farming and where they can go to get that stuff and that was really great this is the feast the big festival and then in December we're doing a harvest dinner where I'm kind of trying to fuse together seated dinners with performances while the dinner is happening over courses and stuff and that's going to be at humble park inside not outside <laughs> nice good in yeah. December. but you, this is a lot of work yes i'm like this is how i live i think <laughs> like well I, I guess yeah. i mean why do you um why do you care so much i don't know i just i really love artists and i really want to give them that opportunity to tell their stories and i love people infusing together many different audiences together and breaking bread with one another creating conversations and really showing that we have so much in common there's so much that can divide us but if you have these spaces where arts and culture are really the driving forces i think that those things are that the things that break boundaries between us and we're able to you know coexist and do great things together so that's essentially why i want to do the work that i do i feel like i do it for the people like who would drive themselves to do all these things all the time you know but it's really not for me it's for everyone we're going to come back after after the break and and talk with you more about uh what um, amfm is and your own artistic practice because of course you're you're not just a curator who is also an organizer yeah you also have uh you know your own artistic practice we're going to talk about that um before we go to break where can people be in tune with you what you're doing and all of these different projects yeah most definitely our social media handles are amfm life so amfm l-i-f-e and we also have a website where we do q a's with artists from all over the globe and that's amfm.life online Great. Um, well, you you really you your work makes the city better, and I think it's part of the reason why people have been sweating you over this past year, <laughs> right? To, yeah. to ask about you know the return, and so um, I know it's important that you that you take good care of yourself no, and your own work, most definitely. But but also there is this you know there's a need for it, right? Yeah. We need these kinds of spaces that you. Are, are creating. Yeah, there's been a lot of spaces closing down, especially in the DIY scene, and there's not a ton of places for people to go and be free, be around individuals that, you know, have the same goals and ideas and, like, places to hang your art, have your first art show, have your first performance, and 
it's sad to see a lot of those places go, but it doesn't mean that just because we don't have a space that we're not able to operate in the same way. Um, before we even became a space, we were popping up all over the city, so we've kind of returned to our roots in a way. Right, yeah, yeah. more gorilla that Yeah, way. no, it's fun. Yeah, I, yeah I, I've always thought of you as like the, the queen of DIY, you know <laughs> what I mean? Love, yeah, 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 in like a really like profound way. Yeah. That, like, you know, that notion which to me is, you know, like a, a, a certain kind of punk aesthetic, a certain kind of hip hop aesthetic, a certain kind of just yeah. like working person's uh, necessity. Um, that it's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna make this happen. Yeah, no, I was like, I'm just gonna get a gallery, and I did a GoFundMe, and and we did that, and it was great. And now I'm kind of thinking about what's the next level or what's the next step. And I've got a ton of ideas, but I know that to do great work, you have to take a step back and kind of reflect and rebuild. So that's kind of in the place that I am at right now. Well, good. I'm I'm excited to hear more about that process. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to The Corner Store. I'm Kevin Koval, and you are listening to WGN Radio. This is a podcast we do, a live version of that we affectionately like to say, uh, we like to call it the Mini Mart. Uh, In the corner store aka the mini mart right now we have live and direct the artist the curator the organizer someone who is just really tireless for the cultural community in the city sierra mckissick sierra hello uh we were we were talking before we took a break just about that relentless schedule that you were on yes yes um so but i i kind of want to i want to switch a little bit and just you got involved in this work uh not only to see other people prosper but you yourself are, are an artist yes i am i actually had my first like exhibition this past summer um at the chicago art department ironically i did some really personal work i'm a text-based artist and i would burn phrases or sayings into like wood pieces and then i stain them but this particular show that was curated by zaki and hijiba uh, was about family histories and particularly black families and i chose to work with these texts that were by my grandmother that were found in her journals after she passed away she had like a terminal cancer and she was writing out her life story and trying to grapple with what she was going through and i had been holding on to these for quite some time now and my friend actually came to my house and saw one of the pieces in my house hanging and asked who it was by and I told her that was me and she told me that she wanted to put me in an art show so I made all this work and it was a very intensive process it's very tedious because I have to do it letter by letter um, word for word and it was really kind of moving I felt like I released something within me because my grandmother and I were very close and to put something like that so personal out there um, I'm a pretty private person and my work doesn't really exist in that space i usually i'm working for other artists but for me to have the lens kind of turned on to me uh was very very interesting so so are you going to switch that more are you going to go back and forth no i definitely think so i've got like a solo exhibition idea it's always been on my bucket list to do like a solo exhibition and i'm very fascinated by words because i feel like especially with the wood burning memories and words that are told to you stay with you longer and they kind of burn themselves into your memory so that's kind of what i'm trying to push forward and thinking about this idea of the weight of words and like the things that people say and the letters that people write i collect a lot of texts and books and letters that have been given to me over time and i want to kind of 
work within those realms and put those out there for people to see. It's almost like exposing myself in different capacities. I've been writing since I was a kid. Like I was always a kid who had notebooks. I was writing poetry. I wanted to write screenplays when I was a kid. And this is just a way of kind of doing that in a different kind of capacity. So, yeah. The the materials that you use, wood burning, how did you come to use yeah. those? I actually got like this gift set from like Joanne's Fabrics and it's a... Kind of this little like knob that you screw on each letter. It gets really hot. It's kind of like branding in a way. But like I said, you have to do it letter for letter. So it's kind of like the print. It sounds a little like the the old printing press. Yeah, my grandfather. Mostly was you a, have to like do it letter. Like even newspapers and stuff, you have right. to used to do it like word for word. Yeah, but tedious. It's very very tedious. So I have to wear like this glove because you have to take off the letter. It's very very hot and everything, and put the next letter on. And when you're mapping out the text before, I have to. Literally Literally measure the length of the word with the letters before and then burn it in there and hold it down for a while so and so if you do a phrase yeah for instance it, take, or it takes me lines. like it took me about two hours to do each piece between two and four depending on how long it is so you're measuring out the letters first writing all the words out that takes about an hour and then an hour to actually burn them in there and then there's a staining of the wood which I do with paint mixing it with water so I made the pieces in the show purple because my grandmother's favorite color was purple mm. and I also included some of the direct text from her journals on the wall and a card that she gave to me as well too that must have been difficult but maybe cathartic to also go through and beautiful to go through yeah. your grandmother's journals no, I, in- I, intimacy it really was because we didn't know that she was working on this stuff so after she passed away we found them on her computer and to read and be able to see what she was experiencing no one had had this type of cancer before so she was pretty much a lab rat and they were studying her and trying to figure out how to find a cure and in order to find a cure there have to be 25 people that have this specific type of cancer so yeah it was really heavy like to have to read through all of that text and I learned so much about my family history that I didn't know and some dark things but also things about her life so it's made me want to live more freely and she talked about travel she was always traveling all the time so I want to go to all these places that she never got to go to that she specifically mentioned in her journals and stuff so like I was telling you about London like that's one of the specific places that she said that she wanted to go so I'm trying to just live life to the fullest and you know try to honor my grandmother in the work that I'm doing and well that's beautiful you were you were saying before we were on air that you're in the midst of a bunch of travel now yeah as a as a way to care for yourself yeah after the space closed down like being there every weekend taking in all this energy and like giving so much and also the way that we had to close down it was a very kind of traumatic experience so yeah because it was it was very nowhere yeah out of nowhere we were dealing with you know black and brown tension and racism and stuff so I was doing great work, or what I thought was, and... No, it, it, yeah, and it <laughs> continues to be. Yeah. yeah, so I wanted to be able to take a step back and really ground myself again, and I really kind of stopped going out to events and stuff, and it was very hard, especially, because people wanted to know what happened. Um, there were all these preconceived notions about what happened, especially because our gallery was in Pilsen. A lot of people thought it got closed down because of gentrification or rent, all of those things, but it really wasn't that. It was you know things that were said to me that were racist and like not true so having to deal with not only the space closing which was my day job I quit my job to you know 
pour myself into it for two years and to be successful and then just have it kind of like taken away um, was really hard for me. And I think it knocked me off of my game a little bit and I needed to just take some time to recharge and reflect. So I wasn't going out as much. I was trying to get back into self-care because especially running a space like that, you know, you're, you're having people in the space every weekend, you know, lots of things happening, having to give this social energy, you know, partying and all of that stuff as well. And I wanted to get back into running. I wanted to get back into yoga. I wanted to get back into reading and writing and trying to figure out what the next phase of a muffin was. Cause I felt like I lost myself in the midst of it. No, but you have to, you have to yeah. preserve. You yeah. have to persevere. Yeah. I and got, I used to get sick all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot to take in Yeah, and you do so much. I'm so glad that you're, you're back. Yeah. And, and I, I, I like these pop-up notions of yeah. AMFN and I'm excited for the future of it. Again, where can people get to yeah. you and, and follow along and come out to all these spectacular yeah, things check you us do? Out. I literally post everything that we're doing on social media. We're at AMFM Life on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, AMFM LAFE. And a lot of people think about AMFM as a space, but it started off as a web magazine that I did in college and that's AMFM.life online. Thank you so much, Sierra. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Corner Store. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. You are on our live edition of a podcast we do every week on WGN Radio. We call the live joint The Mini Mart, and we welcome creatives and artists and cultural workers and organizers from all over the city and Chicagoland area and beyond. And now I'm with a really incredible crew of very important, talented organizers, artists, activists, folks who really, I think, make this city accountable um, for for the masses. Uh, it's a crew called Good Kids Mad City. And today in the studio, we have Alicia Moten and Taylor Norwood. Ladies, welcome to the Corner Store. Thank you for thank having you us. so much. Thank uh, you for having us. Thank you all for being here. I have just out the gate um, secured some snacks for you. Uh, Taylor, some Ruffles Flaming Hots for you. Oh, man. And, um, Alicia, so we got these uh, these munchy snack mix cheese fix flavored. Yes, yeah, I like that. Jealous. I like the mix. I'm I like the mix. Y'all could share. I mean, you guys are homies, I imagine, right? Um, you get those good sound effects. Wow, that's Taylor. That's a lot of sound effects. You made it. Yeah. All right. That, that's lovely. Um, so, y'all, please t- t- tell us what Good Kids Mass City is. Do you want to say that? Uh, sure. So, <laughs> we are Good Kids Mass City. We are a youth-led gun violence uh, prevention group based on Chicago's south and west sides. Um, we're really involved with the youth. Um, we think that the youth need to be at the forefront of this movement, um, especially black and brown youth, because um, we know that gun violence affects us every day and that gun violence doesn't just look like mass shootings and school shootings and a predominantly white establishment that the kids in the streets of Baltimore and the kids in the streets of Chicago see violence and uh, and this is an organization Alicia this is an organization that started in these cities that you're mentioning yeah. and Chicago right yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, we got it from after the Parkland shooting that happened just to bring attention and awareness to like the shootings that happen daily in like these inner cities that nobody really pays attention to and even recently when we talk about like the language around mass shootings and how nobody ever really calls the stuff that happens in Chicago mass shootings where like when you have like five or ten people dying in like one time like that's in a a night nobody calls it that a weekend of yeah cities like this and just like changing like we work on like trying to change the language around how um 
we attack violence that happens to black and brown bodies and also working to help like youth and like just anybody in these communities and how like what policing quote unquote looks like without like the actual presence of police in like the cities and neighborhoods to work on what it's like to create like safer spaces without having to think like you have to have officer there all the time that part (laughs) yeah and why is that part so important uh that part is important because we really wanted to um emphasize that safe communities uh looks different for black and brown people um a lot of our youth do not feel safe around police officers Uh, we push for things like uh strong communities um which means like getting neighborhoods together and you know everybody knows each other and that the elders are working with the youth and that somebody's always keeping an eye on what's going on um, so that we don't have to have those outside forces because we believe that we have all the resources we need in our community, that we just have to um, uplift each other and work with each other and we can get... And get the funding to do exactly. so as well. Anything like accomplished. Yeah. And this is, this is a very wise and informed perspective. You guys are also pretty young Mm -hmm. how did you how did you come to this work i mean individually uh you know what what got you involved with this kind of dedicated organizing and activism um i started going to just like before i like actually got into like actual like organized groups i was just going to like youth summits just like by myself just like kind of like testing like the waters out to see how i want to be involved and then also through like poetry i would always kind of like tackle like certain like social justice topics and just like you know seeing stuff that was happening like i think the time where i wanted to actually start getting involved was like the beginning of like um trump being elected and the protests that were happening like downtown and just seeing like the work that came to put those together and that's what led me to end up joining good kids mad city and like doing the work that involves with that and how about for you much like Alicia, uh, I also did a lot of, you know, artistic work that challenged a lot of social issues. Um, I also have always been kind of an outspoken person. So um, protests, if I knew about it, I was there. Um, just trying to figure out how to be more involved in the community. But also, I have family who's been directly and I'm sure, like most of the people in the group, we've all been directly affected by gun violence one way or another. I have people who are sitting in cells um, due to gun charges or affiliation, things like that. Um, I've lost family members to gun violence. So when it comes to like the work that we do around the city, I think um, it's all about your heart and putting your heart in it because it is very like taxing and mm-hmm. tiring work but yeah. we just kind of love on each other all the way through it because we know that everybody has had an experience with gun violence unfortunately well you guys are a very inspiring crew of young people who seem to really uh gain a lot from building with one another uh how many people are in the organization and um, i'm also curious if people did want if people wanted to get involved um, how? What is that process like? Um, we have like different chapters. So like we have one like main like south side one, and I think like the main like collective group is like twenty people. Yeah. I would say, and then there's like an east side chapter. Um, so I would say like together, like if we were to put it, I don't know, like what, like a, a little upwards of fifty right now. Yeah. But yeah. we are still recruiting. Um, we are looking for members. But if people are interested in getting involved, you can find us on social media um, at GKMC eighteen. We say say it slowly for the people. 
at GKMC18. Wow. All right. Yeah. You're really getting your radio voice on. Thank you. That's great. Um, and and who who kind of are you who are you looking for? I mean, because you know we're, we're gonna we're live now on WGN Radio. We're also gonna put this out as a podcast, and mm-hmm. I think we we have a lot of younger listeners to the podcast too. Um, who if folks are are interested in this kind of work about helping you know shape and shift the way we think about community in this city. Um, I think that we always like try to reach out for people who aren't like typically involved in activism usually so like the people who like kind of are just like um more like i would say like street based in a way i don't know how to like really like classify that but just like you know understanding that not a lot of people have like the advantages of knowing like the stuff that we know so we like want to like kind of go towards like the youth who aren't like you know taking all like these social justice classes in school but also still want to get involved in a way but who have been affected by this stuff but doesn't know like the language on how to address it or like where to go to speak on about it so like youth that um typically aren't usually given that voice when it comes to like what activism normally looks like yeah and you guys have been uh involved in so many different campaigns uh i'm curious we're a few months into her uh tenure as as mayor but what so far is is your your thoughts or your assessment of, of of the mayor thus far I think that uh, Mrs. Lightfoot has some work to do. Uh, We were all made a lot of promises and dedications prior to her taking office. Um, We do understand that she's trying. Um, but and do you, you, get, you get the sense that she is, though? You, you um, I don't feel like she's trying hard enough. Okay. And maybe not trying for the right reasons. But um, that doesn't negate the fact that as organizers in Chicago, we specifically were made a lot of promises from her prior to her taking office. So we definitely want to stay on her heels and keep her accountable for that. And I hope that she knows that we're still watching. (laughs) We're still watching. Definitely. Yeah. Same sentiment. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean that's part of the work I think of of an activist of an organizer is to to stay consistent. I I once heard uh a Senator Obama talk about the the ecology in in the city and how, you know, he wasn't an activist per se, but mm-hmm. he he also understood that the 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 necessity, the need for activists to stay at him yeah. to push him to be more and not that he's a bastion of progressive politics at all. <laughs> um but that there is this this ecology that is necessary to make these spaces and these cities better. Are you guys do you guys in this work do you do you all obviously you remain, I would imagine, hopeful because you stay at it, but how do you do so at these times where you know you look and you know you look around you and there's there's so much violence or there's so much inequity there's the continuation of all of this systemic nonsense how do you you know in the storm of all that how do you maintain um i would just say that there was always like a struggle before where we're at now and that like the activists and the workers who came before us pushed through that to get to where we're at now so I think to just keep in mind that like the work that we do even though like it's hard even though like we're personally affected by the issues that we tackle it then makes it easier for people who have to come after us to do it so that way it's not as difficult to keep going so I would think that like um just like for like 
activists and organizers in general, the main like driving goal to like keep on going is that like it makes it easier for people after. It makes it easier to not have to like maybe stress on these issues so much because we kind of just push through in a way. I think we all know how to like take breaks and like mental check-ins to know like when we have to like kind of take a step back, but just to know that the work that we do makes it easier to make it better for other people like who come after. Facts. Um, Alicia and Taylor, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, again, um, the best place to get in tune with what's happening in, in, in the world of Good Kids Mad City is? At GKMC18 on all social media platforms. Thank you for having us. Thank you. No, I really appreciate I, I really admire the work that you guys do. And I, it's, it's just, it's, this is really some of the most fertile times for Mm -hmm. young organizers in the city in a long time it seems and you you guys are are, are at the forefront of that thank Thank you so much well thank you so much for being with us we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with uh, a very dope rapper matt muse it does not stop we continue on into the next hour uh here till one o'clock you are listening to the corner store i am your host kevin koval this is a podcast we do on wgn radio and the live version of it is a uh, quicker shorter segments we call it the mini mart right now y'all we are in the building with an incredibly talented dope rapper from the south side of chicago who just put out a project called love and nappiness matt muse is, is in the me. corner store hello Sir, thank welcome. You for me. Yo, man, thank you. And uh, congratulations on all of your success wow. selling out Shubas. Wow, that's so uh, nice. Putting this beautiful project into the world. I want to welcome you with some snacks. Snacks. Uh, simply organic, pure deliciousness. Doritos has white cheddar tortilla chips. That's important. Yeah. They're they're organic. I mean, you're you know you're a health conscious. Yeah, I try. Fit I'm individual. To yeah. yeah. No, it's good for you, man. It's important. Um, well, congratulations on all of this. Uh, let's talk about the project, man. Mm-hmm. Love, love and happiness. This is an EP. Yes. Um, this is not your first project. It is not. You've been putting out these bars. Been doing. But yeah. Um. This is like my third one since moving back to Chicago. Um. I put out more than three projects, but like I only count those like my other ones were like experimental okay this is number three and does yeah. is this because i feel like this does relate to the last yes. record yes mm-hmm. so are we, we're in a bit of a trilogy cycle or what i'll say maybe a duet okay yeah, yeah. all right you know what i'm saying you don't want to make too many because then the third one's always yeah yeah well this this project is is streaming everywhere yes. people can download and listen and stream music yes um give people the social so they know as yeah. we're listening where, where to where follow you find me. Yeah. uh you can find me on the social medias at matt muse 12 that's on twitter and instagram and if you have a facebook just type in matt muse and you see my fan page right there and then like he said the music is on all the platforms love and nappiness uh really it's it's an evolution uh both in terms of the sound and and the the aesthetic the lyrics yeah for you from from just these past two projects to this mm-hmm. um what are you hoping people get from taking a listen um the number one thing for me would be i hope that people get to know me more um because i think the the thing that makes it so unique is that i dive into a lot of personal uh things that i've experienced in life uh, and i use kind of love as like the the doorway to diving into these personal things so number one i hope people get to know me i also hope that they they start thinking about how they relate um to the different type of of love that are you know discussed on the project like that's a huge goal for me like are people hearing it and they're like wow 
man, like that's what it's like with my family or with me and my lady or when I think about self-love. So Right, because it's not just, uh, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's, it's all the loves that I experience in life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this, yeah, this is an intimate record, a more mm-hmm. intimate record. Is that a difficult process to go into the lab and, I mean, was that conscientious before you, 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 you know, started mm-hmm. to record? Did you know you wanted to tell more intimate stories? Yeah, so like when I dropped Nappy Talk last year, the goal was to always make like a follow-up record that was more in-depth and more vulnerable um so that was already kind of at the forefront of my mind but then when going into making once love and happiness became the project and the idea and like having the six different songs about these different types of love um the only difficult thing was like shying away from what i typically tend to do when i rap which is brag and like you know like let punchlines take over a verse or let a double entendre take over it's like no like just be you try your best to be you and not not try to be a rapper just be you over the beats yeah. And so it it was difficult um but once I kind of got into the groove of it it was smooth. Yeah. No, and yeah, and in your your beat selection everything is is Thank you. you know, it, it's a kind of maturation on this project. Thank you. Um we're going to hear one of the songs yeah. which is also uh it has a visual attached to it. Yes. Um which comes out tomorrow. Right. Okay. Yes. So what's the song set us up a little? Yeah, so this song is called Myself um and so of the types of love this is the second song on the project about self-love it's the only self-love is the only type of love that has two songs um this song's featuring joseph chilliams and mona ree uh, joe has a rap verse and mona ree sings beautifully on the on the song and it's just about like tapping into you know letting letting the person you with know like hey i need a second to focus on me and take care of me and the video is a very funny and fun representation of what the song is about so and where will yeah. the video uh, come out on the youtube just follow me on the socials and you see it or just get on the youtube and type in matt muse myself like 10 o'clock in the mornings when it's dropping so it'll be out great well, yeah. we're going to take a listen to the track this is myself off of matt muse's love and happiness produced by timmy v boom i don't want to hurt you baby but I've been thinking to myself, how I'm gonna love you, baby. If I don't even love myself, who do you treat me, baby? But first, I'm gonna treat myself, cause first, I gotta love myself. Hey, first, I gotta love mine, gotta love mine. Gotta love mine, gotta love mine, gotta love mine. Gotta love mine, gotta love myself. Hey, gotta love mine, gotta love mine, gotta love mine. Gotta love mine, gotta love myself. Really trying to hurt you, but a thing think about me. Yeah, know you hear me talk, my shit. Don't I make it look real easy? But feel that back, deep, real deep. Shoot me to the left, and that depth it'll be less ballistic. I get specific, I be pessimistic and less convicted. Yeah, I'm blessed and gifted than living, but I'm so focused on what I'm missing that I've been missing all that's been given. So let me check myself, pat myself on the back, boy. You smart as f- the professor's crushing. You rap, rap with your platinum plaque. So I walk by the mirror and it said, What's to it? Ooh. Damn, I look good. Sometimes need free time from that weed time so that I can take me time. In that meantime, look over the tape, rewind, and remind me who the fuck I miss. Embrace my flaws, around, get my fears a kiss, and cuddle with my insta kids. Then I hit the dang face, cause you can't doubt it when I shoot my shot. Game, blouse. I don't wanna hurt you, baby. But I've been thinking to myself, I'm gonna love you, baby. If I don't even love myself, you treat me, baby. First, I'm gonna treat myself, cause first I gotta love myself, hey. First I gotta love mine, gotta love mine. Gotta love mine, gotta love mine, gotta love mine. Gotta love mine, gotta love myself, hey. Gotta love mine, gotta love mine, gotta love mine. Gotta love mine, gotta love myself, love how you treat me, baby. But first I'm gonna treat myself, you kiss me, baby. 
But first let me kiss myself Love how you touch me, baby Let me touch myself Cause first I gotta love myself Ayy, first I gotta love my First I gotta kiss myself Look at my fit, did this myself I know you wanna eat me, I'm a meal Fitness in the self, feel like Emmett Till I'm just sipping on chamomile In the bath filled with daffodils Learn how to build from disaster Like Tiger Woods at the Masters Sit that on my face Like exfoliating mask In love with myself I keep rubbing my Hey, looking in the mirror, I just gotta thank the Lord in love with myself, just like Regina George. I don't wanna hurt you, baby, but I've been thinking to myself, I'm gonna love you, baby. If I don't even love myself, you treat me, baby. But first, I'm gonna treat myself, cause first, I gotta love myself. Hey, first, I gotta love my, gotta love my, gotta love my, gotta love my, gotta love my. That's Matt Muses myself off of his new EP, Love and Happiness. That's a beautiful song, man. That's a lot of fun, Thank that song, so too. Much. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like the funnest song on there, and I really love listening to it. It's like really fun. Yeah. It's good to have I'm glad we have it on the radio at yeah. WGN. Yeah, it's really great. Sil Messi also co-wrote that, um, so shout out to him. Shout out to um, Sil. We're about to uh, have Sil on, on, yeah. on the program in, yeah. in just a minute. We're going to end. The song would not exist without him, actually. I'll say that. Yeah. Bet. And so yeah. Sil is your brother, yeah. uh, who you often collaborate a lot with, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As a producer, as a songwriter. I mean, you guys yeah. work together a He's lot. A bro. Yeah. yeah, right, right, and your actual brother. Yeah, real life little brother. Yeah. Right, yeah, best friend. Yeah. Right, yeah. See, that's so dope. So nice, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it really. Is. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, you, you got a good family. You're, yeah, you guys, it's so nice. Good, good yeah. guys, man. Yeah, yeah that's why I, I think when people see y'all, they really just want to see y'all win. Yeah, you and know? that's really good to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. facts. So, so now, what is the plan with with this record? This record is fresh out into the world. You yeah. just sold out your Shoot first was, headlining show. Man, that was nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk about Shubas real quick. That yeah, was please. that was insane. Like I, you know, we did a headliner release show for the EP at Shubas uh, last Saturday. Um, we sold it out, and what was beautiful about it selling out specifically that was like one of my goals on my list. You know, my goal list for 2019. But what was beautiful was that people got there so fast that like the openers Luna and Asar, like the room was 75 percent full when Luna got on stage. And probably 100% full by the time she got off and Asar went up. And so, and I, I, I kind of knew, but I didn't know. Um, and then when I got on stage, like, it feels different seeing it from the stage than walking through it. And just, l- I looked out and I'm like, whoa, it's people here. And it's beautiful. And so, like, to experience the record with all those people who care, like, 240 people, they oversold the door by 40 tickets. Wow. Um, which is, like, epic. So, it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience man and yeah. i think what's next is just keep pushing it we're trying to do way more videos that's kind of one of my focuses like get more visual content into the world and like let people see it um and like how far can we stretch these songs that i think are great they're my favorite songs i've ever made so i'm trying to stretch them and let people get them to as many years as possible no it's great man yeah and that was a, that was a beautiful room to be in you had family deep in the building yeah. squad squad um we're going to kick to news uh, in, in just a minute. We're going to come sure. back with Matt Muse before we, we take a break. Where can people find you on socials one more time? At Matt Muse 12 on the Twitter and the Instagram and Matt Muse on Facebook. 
Yo, these uh, these little mixes that Mike Stone's got me hyped. The little uh, yeah. interstitial music joints. Um, salutes to the producer Mike. Also, shout out DJ Cashera. Uh, we're back in the corner store. My name is Kevin Koval, your host, and you are in the mix for a very special live edition of the podcast we do weekly on WGN Radio. We call it the live version, the Mini Mart. And we've been talking with Matt Muse about his uh, brand new EP, Love and Nappiness. Yeah, yeah. Um, just heard uh, one of the tracks, uh, uh, Myself, which also has a visual that drops tomorrow on YouTubes, on internets everywhere. Yeah. And uh, we've just been joined in the studio with two of Matt's comrades, uh, both who've already been shouted out and mentioned in a little bit of time that we spent together. We have Sil Messi and Asar in the building. Gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Store. Thank Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, excited to have y'all in the building and uh, also want to offer y'all snacks. Do you guys want sweet or savory? Oh, savory. savory. I'm going to take the sweet joint. Okay, good. All right. Perfect. So, so Sil, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sil. This, I was just really attracted to the aesthetics of this bag, yeah. but it, these are, uh, I think these must be new Cheetos flavor shots flaming hot asteroids oh yeah they actually oh, back. They brought yeah, them back. oh they brought they re, them back okay all right yeah um and now uh, sorry oh, you yeah. you want uh you want a honey bun or grandmama's peanut butter I cookies all right there you go enjoy gentlemen you could uh you know share or eat oh, yeah. now or later but um you know fellas uh you know you've already been mentioned sar of course you you uh you opened um uh matt's show at shuba's mm-hmm. uh and you ha- you're working on new music. That I am. And you also just moved back to Chicago. I did. Because? I just graduated in May. Yo, salute. <laughs> c- c- congratulations, man. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Were, yeah, of course, you were in Champaign. Really making quite a name for yourself, not only in that music scene, but you know, all the way up to Chicago and beyond. Uh, how long have you been making music? Uh, that's a loaded question. Um, I've been technically making music since I was in grade school. Uh, I didn't start actually putting out music till I got to college, though. Okay. Yeah. Right. So at downstate, you found because there's a really there actually is a really good hip hop community there in Champaign, Urbana, right? Hip hop community scene out in Urbana, Champaign. It's crazy. And they took you in. They they nurtured you, and now you're you're back. You're working on a project uh, uh, due out. Um, sometime around November, actually, it's oh. called David. Okay. Yeah. Oh, bet. Um, why David? Uh, it's actually based off the biblical story of David. It was from a conversation me and my mom had, basically talking about who we felt like we resonated with most uh, biblically, and for me, it was David. Right, and David had bars, of course. You know David, I mean? David, David was spit. a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know? he had bars. Yeah, he did. on that leer. He did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. And uh, Asar, where can people stay in tune with what you're doing? Uh, they can find me on all social media at Asar Music, A U S A R Music. Okay. Well, I'm really, I'm really excited. We're gonna ha- once the project comes out, we're gonna have you back for a longer segment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I invited you along with Matt and and uh, the homie Sil Messi, uh, who also got a shout out. Matt's yeah, yeah. actual younger brother. Um, you were also on the Shuba stage with Matt as uh, part of the, the really like the background singers. Yeah, yeah. that was right. the first. No, but you can sing for real though. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, you also rap. You know. For, for real, real. yeah, yeah like <laughs> rap rap you know what i mean I like do. yeah like eat people for breakfast rap you won the mc olympics this year right the, yeah, yes I you did. did yeah it was actually amazing yeah congratulations yeah. so so yeah just off of that victory um it was the first time ever we extend the mc olympics to a year-round tournament mm. and you were victorious at the adidas store you took home a championship belt absolutely that was amazing because I, I grew up like in wwe and i was like <laughs> yo i got a belt 
<laughs> and it was real fantastic. too. It's heavy. Is it? It looked heavy. It looked authentic. Heavy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. Um, you. But you also, of course, make music. Absolutely. So, what are you working on currently? Uh, I'm currently working on an album. Uh, it's called Sly, because a lot of people can't say Seal for Seal Messy, so a lot of people call me Sly. So I talk about a lot of you know misconceptions about my character, but. I use the metaphor of my name also as just the straight direct to give you that, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's a project not all produced by me, but mainly produced by me, engineered by me completely. Right, because uh, you do the whole joint. You I engineer, produce, write, background sing, all, whatever you all need, I got it. Right. Self-taught? How'd you, how'd you get involved in the production end of things? Production, uh, my homie in high school actually just was like, hey take this because I was rapping on YouTube beats and he put Fruity Loops on my computer and then buttons I pressed it found out what it did and then I kept doing that over and over again until beats came out they started off off beat years they years passed they made on beat and then they got nicer and nicer so practice made perfect are you still on Fruity Loops? I am I love it I use FL12 I had 20 but I'm gonna just stick to 12 and 11 you like you like that yeah they move smooth they're so pretty too okay and, and, <laughs> and of course producing in this day and age is a much more difficult task in some ways uh, in some ways, there's, there's, uh, you know, through the inventions of various technologies, there's, mm-hmm. you know, you have more access, but you have to be very careful in sampling and all the electronic ways that you could decipher what is composed, uh, what the what the track's composed Absolutely. of. So sonically, like, how are you? Where are you inspired from? Right now, I'm really inspired by video games. They have like cool sounds, like from the footsteps to the music that continuously plays like music continuously plays in video games and like marvel movies music never stops in a marvel movie you always hear it it's always present and it creates tone you know what i mean so i like beats that give you a mood whether there are already words there or not so it's like once i make a track it's got a story before it's a lyric to it well so all of the three of you kind of represent a uh you know new young class of that this next wave in chicago music uh, you guys all know each other, work together. Um, but what what's happening in the scene and the in the sound of the city right now? How would you how would you begin to characterize it, classify it? Um, you guys are an important part of it, and we're just at the you know the precipice of it. I love um, that word. But but yeah, how 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 would you you know begin to characterize this moment in Chicago music uh, in the hip hop space specifically? I like to think of it like this, right? So you know how like waves work. Like when you, if you've ever been to like ocean and you or anywhere, ocean, lake, Michigan, or the lake, great lakes, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying, Lake Michigan. So like the wave will hit and then it'll be like that little second between, and then the next one will like rise up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the first wave was 2010, 2011, 2012. Chance make to 2014 really like that was a huge thing. Then there was like a silence, a little bit of a silence. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we're like coming out of the silence almost. Like it's been a lot of people who've come through. You know what I'm saying? But right, busting through. Like but. it's it's time for the wave is about to crash again. And I think the sound is like it's it's different than that than that old wave, not old, but that initial wave. But it's like a very honest. Like it reminds me of the initial kind of like the beginning of hip hop in the way the beats sound but fused with like a new age and then it's just like super honest raps like to to an nth degree you know what i'm saying that's also like fun to listen to you know what i'm saying it's not like boring it's not like oh i gotta i gotta really put on my thinking cap to hear these raps like no people are, are spitting real relating to people and it's also like enjoyable and that's i would say these guys embody that and i think a lot of people were part of that embody that 
Yeah. Do you guys feel similar? I definitely feel similar. Only thing I would add is that I think one thing about Chicago specifically, no matter how the sound changes, everybody's a storyteller. And I think it's, mm. like, interesting from Ye to Juice mm-hmm. World. Like, no matter how we give it to you, it's going to be a story, and, <laughs> you know. And I think that's so amazing. Like, any style from our trap rappers to our hip-hoppers to our R&B singers, you're always getting a story. You're getting a full conversation out of every record that comes out of Chicago. I think that's something about the style going on right now. Yeah, I think those are facts. I think it's because we all, like, inherit the pen of Miss Gwendolyn Brooks, you know what I mean? And, like, take that tradition of literature seriously. Uh, Sorry, but, like, yeah, where where do you find yourself in this this mix right now? Um, I think it's interesting partially because, you know, I've been around, but I haven't been here. Um, so like now coming back and really being enthralled and around like you really see how much talent is really just out and about and how interconnected everything is like Mm -hmm. everyone knows Mm -hmm. everybody Um, and like those people who you think are really talented like they're never too far removed from everybody else who you think is really talented Um, I like how collaborative everything is I like the fact that like people really really do show that support and that respect for fellow artists and make sure you know you kind of pulling each other up um and I, I think that's really really dope and i feel like there's room for everybody to grow here um and i'm just excited to see what's to come that is really dope and i salute y'all for making it such because you know i'm a grown person and i you know in 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 my era chicago hip-hop uh chicago hip-hop was kind of known as a kind of haterville you know because resources were so scarce and there was such a limited look nationally for acts here folks here that there wouldn't be the same kind of collaborative mentality always you know there were collectives there were crews but i feel like y'all have ushered in that spirit of collectivity in a way that i just i really admire um and and you guys are very close. I mean, you all have been on each other's projects. You all are at each other's shows, you know. And to me, that's how a community thrives and survives. Big facts. You know. Um, has that been something for you all? Like, is that just where what's in the water now? Is is that because you, you, you all are intentional about it? To me, it reminds me of how hip-hop was in a certain era. Yeah. You know, just it was like, well, we're, we're, we're our click, and that click is extensive and extensive. Yeah. But but what is it about about this moment that, that you know, brings us to, you know, these, these collective uh, spurts? I feel like in this moment, even thinking back, like he said, in the 2010, 2011, 2012 area, when you think about, like, Chance and Vic, every area had groups of people who would work together. So you had Chance, you had Vic, you had Alex Wiley. Then you had Chief Keef, you had Herb, you had Dirk. You know what I mean? And then they would intermingle. Like, I don't even think people realize Chance and Herb were on the record together, the Flight or Flight remix. You know what I mean? So it was like the city is like, oh, you do this and we're in the same place. Doesn't matter if you're from a different neighborhood, if you wear a different color, blah, blah, blah. You do art, I do art, I like it, let's make it happen. And then it just start to happen and start going over and over again. And by the mm-hmm. year, people say, let's do it more and more together. The better the song comes together, the happier we are. So it went from one man army to like, if it take 12 people, it take 12 people and we're going to make a good record. I think that's a good point, too, that Chicago, of course, young people in Chicago have a history of organizing and being a part of organizations, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And now, because maybe there's more infrastructure, y'all have, you know, there's better music being made now, too, Um, but also you can distribute it in a different way Mm -hmm. now. You could could throw it out into the world. Yeah, exactly. And and so, you know, there's there's more... 
steps here now than there were a decade ago, yes. 20 years ago, especially. Big yeah. facts. I agree. Yeah, I think that, like, some of it's a necessity, too. Like, although things are better in their social media, there still is technically no industry in Chicago. There's no no music industry giant has any footing in Chicago because they, they don't need it. We need, we quoting, these are air quotes, everybody listening. We need them more than they, air quote, need us, right? And so, but the reality is that because that's the situation, it's like, okay, we making our own industry. Like, oh, like, um, I see Asar just graduated. You know what I'm saying? Asar has a very unique sound that I think blends beautiful between, sandwich between Luna Day and Matt Muse. Why not put Asar on a show right before that I, I was praying was going to sell out at the time? You know what I'm saying? Why not? give my homie that opportunity you know what i'm saying um to be seen after he's putting all this work in college right and and to me that's what chicago is like it's, it's like we're supporting each other because there's not a lot of support outside of chicago like it's our own little industry we're building and then it reaches the rest of the world through the social media channels through the people who see it and be like oh we got to take this somewhere else you know what i'm saying i got to take this to my homies in la you know what i'm saying like uh how pivot gang's gonna go on tour like that's beautiful Tobalu and Femdot finna go on tour. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Like that's it's now spreading because it's great music at the end of the day, and the world will eventually tap into it and see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you? Sorry, you're gonna you're gonna hop in. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just gonna say I I feel like um, part of it is people have really just figured out the formula. Like um, I don't know. I feel like like you said earlier, we were at one point notoriously known for kind of just being like one man, every man for themselves. Um, but once people started realizing like there really is a space for everybody to succeed together within mm-hmm. this space, it just became one of those things where why can't we all work together? Like it, it will make things easiest for mm-hmm. us in the long run. So it's it's better to just go ahead and get on board now and figure yep. it out. Yep. Well, speaking of working together, we uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in a few and come back, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna end. We we like to end the mini marts with a uh, corner store cipher, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna put on some beats that uh, DJ Cash Era has selected, and uh, invite y'all gentlemen to you know bless WGN Radio with with some verses uh, off the dome or you know 16s written whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll throw it up, go back and forth. But um, what, what's something um, that you all are listening to other than your own music right now? Now that's inspiring you rhapsody's new album rhapsody's new album is amazing and i feel like it's not getting the respect it deserves but it's it's a beautiful piece of work um it's really centered around empowering black women um every track on the album is named after a historical figure that is a black woman or just women leaders in general shout out to Jamila woods for who had for that idea a few months yep. prior mm-hmm. yeah, facts, facts. yes 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but rhapsody raps for real yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that, that that project is really really dope really really dope it's called Eve. yeah true fellas um i am currently listening to a lot of young thug yeah so his newest album but in general uh what's the album jeffrey i love the album specifically the song why clef john it's oh, yeah, yeah I love that's thug. incredible yeah he's just interesting. yeah there, he is in in just an odd sound that he has found a way to make it so melodic and and yeah it's brilliant in the pocket that's, yeah that's what always matters it always just sounds cool yeah <laughs> um not much uh, <laughs> right. I'm not gonna hold you uh, yeah it's not there's nothing right now that's like really drawing me in like the last thing that I guess inspired me would be both Jamila Woods album and uh, the pivot the pivot uh, you can't sit with us the pivot yeah. gang album 
Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I also heard. I guess I'm not supposed to say this. There's an artist in Chicago who's not from Chicago, who's actually from Philadelphia, who has a project coming. He's featuring a lot of other people's songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has his own project coming up, and I heard it. And it, like, you know how when Care For Me dropped, it was like, oh, so I was about to go up. When this man's pro, it's, it, Kevin? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm like, excited. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah, for nah, it. It's supposed yeah. to drop in the fall. So that, that inspired me hearing it that day. And Femdot's project is nice, too. Yeah. Exactly oh, like yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, well, it's it's great. I mean, because all of these artists, I mean, even Rhapsody to some extent, like you guys are now in the cipher with these with these artists. You know, like the, the, that connection, that interconnection to all of these spaces, all these people. Uh, you know, they're they're. I mean. I, I love that interconnectedness I guess mm-hmm. at this moment Facts. you know um, well in in just a minute I think we're gonna we're gonna take a break um, if you guys want to give out your socials one more time before we go to break let folks know who you are and where some of the best uh, spaces people could find you on the internet to listen to the music and what's out there Word. Um, you can follow me at Asar Music A-U-S-A-R Music on Twitter and Instagram you can follow me, uh, Seal Messi, at S-Y-L underscore M-E-S-S-I. That's Twitter, Instagram. You can look me up at SoundCloud, all streaming services. Yeah. And once again, I'm Matt Muse 12 on Twitter and Instagram and Matt Muse on Facebook. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back to finish it off with the Corner Store Cypher. Yes, yes, y'all. We are back in the Corner Store. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. And thank you for tuning in tonight. Before we exit the building, uh, we would be remiss if we did not conclude properly uh, the way we like to end the mini marts uh, with a bit of a corner store cipher. So in the building and on the mic, uh, we have Asar, we have Sil Messi, we have Matt Muse in the building. Uh, DJ Cashera has selected some instrumental joints for the fellas to rock over. Cash, if you don't mind, um, you know, if you could you could play the play the joints. Uh, fellas, you know, hop in. Keep it clean. This is the corner store cipher. Uh, you know, this, these are 16s or, you know, live off the dome. Uh, whoever, you know, it's open, fellas. You got it. Sitting at the seal, keeping the grill. You know, I do a trill. Need me a bill. Billy, Millie, Chili. You feel me? Out here rapping at the WGN. What you be on? We be in here. We be rapping. We be out there, they be clapping, cause we be snapping. Like we doing poems, but we really spitting raps. Ain't really no difference, do you really feel that? This is off the dome, came through with the chrome. I ain't at home, I'm out here, out here, out here, out here, rapping these raps. Shout out Missy Ellie, yeah, she was doing the tracks. Hey, yeah, and I'ma bring it right back. Pass it to seal, cause I'm done with the mat. Pass it to seal, cause I'm done with the rap. That. Uh, probably all black when you see me. I'm trying to get my bread like I'm eating a panini. Hey. Shorty said, Messi, yeah, I need you. I told him I'ma kill it for a minute. What the beat do? Mm. Uh, spit a 16, yeah, it's hot. Cook it up like rice in a pot, uh. hey, hey. And I'm running with the team, never stop. Yeah, I'm coming off the dome, and I gotta keep the drop. What it is, what it do. Tell me who is you. Brand new drop, brand new coupe. Got a couple flows, real, real hot. Gotta keep it tight, gotta keep it locked, master. I ain't even got a key, what you mean? I'm a dog, I'm a beast from the streets, from the east. Coming up from the south, I was hungry, so I threw a couple foods in my mouth. Yeah. Hey, we on the yeah. corner store, you know what I'm saying? Foods in your mouth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, where you at? Yeah. My asteroids, you know. 
Uh, hey, back in the bag is an understatement Unrelated to the subject My team is too underrated And that's undebated Underdog and caught a whiffle winning Don't go underbidding Hit a running yard And you can count the books As we don't do reneging If yeah. I said I meant it Feel reinvented Then I'm so replenished Off my show hiatus God been working on me I ain't been my greatest Hallelujah But I'm from feeling broken To feeling like I could leave a worse With wordless will broken Jaded then willow pride Team be go-getters The flow go-go realists Was toe goes too high We went broad propellers We ready for the drama Like novellas As long as God with me I won't settle I know better look Why for when I know that Pushing the throttle could Leave all my doubts in the dust mm. Trust that from down until dusk I keep pushing the threshold My threshold a must mm. Muster up courage to crush out Goliath Young David when placing the clutch mm. We ready so knuck if you buck Aye. Know the next hit gonna show pack a punch God. Wow, yeah. fellas yeah, Sorry don't curse So you ain't even gotta worry about that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fellas, yeah you, Y'all, man Y'all bless that beat for real Oh, thanks Yeah, yeah You, you, guys, you guys want another beat? Or you, sure you guys, you I'm really here freestyling We got time for one more Yeah, we, we're gonna throw on one more All right. yeah, I'm not yeah, used yeah. to my feet dangling Go quick We got, we got like uh, one more minute okay. though All right It's All only right. one minute left So I'm just gonna spit eight Uh Look at these Doritos I just ate I might need a breath mint Cause my flow so hot I'm team never stop When I got the rock I don't pass I just dunk it Dunk it down Like I'm Vince 96 Ay Throw that Throw that back Ay Raptors in this mm, Ay Yeah I'm passing it Cause I was finna curse Ay <laughs> Still messy Let up know Who the worst Ay You was the worst Caught the verse I'm dropping in hearses Yeah hey, hey. You know that I did it I never gonna curse I keep it in cursive Yeah hey, hey. I'm writing it down Nah Really it's off of the dome Ay I came from the home I'm Telling them what I been on I'm telling them I got it so hey. good I came from the hood, get that understood. Yes, it's messy yeah. with flows, it's messy they know. It's messy the coldest of all. Coldest it's of messy all. the ball, messy the shoot, it's messy the throwing some walls. Ooh, I'm losing my tongue tied, I gotta fix it for a minute. Spit a vision in the kitchen, whipping chickens, then I pass it to my bro, bro. He be spitting a sar, tell him your mission. Yeah. Alley Let me catch you. Hold on. Dunk it down. Yeah. Dunk the alley. Uh, mind clearer than sunny forecast. Yeah. Finally getting my four right four. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> when you got syllables and spit that they heard. Yo, 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 yo fellas, it's perfect. It's perfect, perfect timing, y'all. Y'all shut it down. Thank you to Asar. Thank you to Sil Messi. Thank you to Matt Muse. I, lo- I, lo- I love ending on on, on the uh, the cipher at the end. Damn, y'all. Thank really you fun. so much. Loving nappiness is is, is streaming. Everywhere. Right now, streaming everywhere, uh, fellas. Thank you so much. Um, uh, sorry, we already said when the project David drops, we're gonna have you back on. Yes, sir. Still, when you got a project, you're always, you know, all y'all always welcome in the corner gotcha. store. Uh, thank you so much, y'all, for listening to the corner store live on WGM Radio. Also, tune into our podcast that drops every Tuesday morning. Uh, it's it features creatives and artists all throughout the Chicagoland area and beyond. Um, thank you for uh, spending some hours with us tonight, and thank you to all. All of our guests.